Good morning. Happy Friday. So excited to be here as your host on Lift Your Spirits Radio, which comes to you every Friday. You are listening to my amazing son, Dean Foster, who's attending Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And his uh, the song he wrote called Worthwhile, which I think is a very apropos for our topic today. My name is Kassara Deline, and after overcoming my own health issues uh, naturally, I work to provide valuable health options so you can make the best choices for your life. My background is in herbology, naturopathy, psychology, energy work, and meditation. And you can learn more about what about me and what I do at truehealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we're hoping to bring some awareness to an important topic, especially around the holidays when mental health crisis can be challenging for many, many people. And this issue affects many people, and it's heartbreaking for everyone involved. And the topic is suicide awareness. As a mental health counselor in the past, I've counseled people struggling with depression and also people in pain from loved ones who made a final choice. My family's been affected, uh, many people's have, and it's such a helpless feeling when someone you love decides to take their life. It's a really difficult subject, but one that needs to be discussed in order to bring awareness so that people have tools to help other people and for people struggling to know that they have options. So we are here today to hopefully bring some awareness and tools and light to the subject and hopefully prevent people from choosing that path. So I'm really lucky today to have two people here today from the Forefront Suicide Prevention Program from the University of Washington. Please welcome Zach North and Erica Rungate. Hi, do you wanna go first Erica and uh, give us a little um, introduction and how you got involved with this program? Sure, um, so my name is Erica Rungi. Um, I got my MSW, my Master's of Social Work, from the University of Washington, Seattle um, in 2021. I started at the Safer Homes program with Forefront um, in 2020, right at the pandemic in March. Um, everything switched to online and our uh, field work experience got crazy. So I joined that team um, to help make the signature program, the Safer program, switch to online. Um, and then I just stayed on full-time after I graduated. That's great. And uh, we also have Zach North with us. Zach, do you want to give us the introduction? Hi, my name is Zach North. Uh, I've been a Marine Corps reservist for about 10 years. Uh, I've had multiple overseas activations, Lithuania, Latvia, and Norway. Uh, I was a firearms instructor for seven plus years. I still am today. Uh, how I got involved with the program is, unfortunately, you know, within the veteran culture, there is suicides. Everybody's been touched by it. And I was working at a range with our actual boss, Brett Bass. And he, when he got signed on to the program, he went ahead and brought me on. So I, uh, I worked with, uh, with Erica and Brett as well. Great. So, Erica, can you describe a little bit about what your program does and how your organization helps people? Yeah, so our signature program is going to community events and providing education and um, firearms and medication lockboxes, as well as uh, medication disposal kits for just anyone in the community to help reduce risk of suicide. So my particular program um, is online instead. So we still do the in-person events and then we also do the online program. So people fill out a short survey. We talk to them about statistics, ways to make their homes safer, um, and then give them locking equipment. Um, in my case, I call them to talk about things after they fill out the survey, and then we mail the equipment directly to their homes. Great. 
So what what types of equipment do you provide? I mean, can you go a little deeper into that? Yeah, we have um, our main thing is um, pistol lock boxes. So they're called HD 50s. It's just the brand. Um, Liberty HD 50s is the brand that we use. Um, they fit just a standard pistol. And then we have some chamber lock locks that go on long guns um, and uh, medication lock boxes. It's sort of um, like a lunch box with a combination lid to keep medications in. Um, and then medication disposal kits to get rid of any unused or expired uh, medications. Right. And um, Zach, can you tell us a little bit about the organization overall and how it kind of got started? And Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're actually part of Safer Homes Suicide Aware, which is uh, underneath Forefront, which is part of a center of excellence out of the University of Washington School of Social Work. We were founded in 2017 as a joint effort to uh, restrict, or not restrict, but reduce suicide by limiting access to lethal means during suicidal crisis. So uh, for me, I go around the state and provide those, go to the in-person gun shows and uh, events. And can you go ahead and provide here how people can get a hold of you to for that resource? Absolutely. So uh, we do events all around. Uh, we schedule them out. So we're usually at gun shows. If you have any questions, it's Z North. So just my name at uw.edu. Okay. So Z North at uw.edu. Yes. Okay. And so you go out to um, what types of, of uh uh, events would you go to, for example, to help people? So we cover a, like a, a wide cornucopia of a lot of events. So we go to actual ranges and retailers, set up posts outside of there. We go to community events, like we were in Spokane, uh, Unity for the community, and then we go to veteran affairs events. But we're most popular for going to like gun shows, like the Piala Gun Show. Um, most is Falcon Productions puts on a lot of them, and those are up north. So we set, set up a booth and while they're browsing guns, like, hey, you just bought a gun, why not get a safe as well? And it's free, so. Yeah, that's great, that's great. So you also have um, a hotline service, right? Where you counsel people? We direct people to the 988. Um, oh, okay, perfect. Line or, or text line, yeah, we don't do a direct um, crisis line ourselves. We just, we do mostly trainings and things like that. Okay, so if people have uh, want to um, get help, they can just dial 988 on their phone? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can call it or text. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. And then um, uh, what what type of uh, expectations should people have when they, when they call? Do you know on that? For 988? For, you said that you, uh, yeah, for 988, that would be good. Yeah. Who, would, who would they be speaking to? Yeah. And, you would reach a um, crisis center employee um, and they're trained to talk to people who are in crisis um, to help deescalate the situation and talk them through it. Um, and if necessary, they can connect directly to 911 and send services to you if, if you're in, in danger. Okay. And then I know, um, Zach, you talked about educating people on, um, on lethal means. What does that look like, that conversation? So essentially, uh, when I set up a gun, like a, a booth at a gun show, I start off with, hey, do you want free stuff? Everybody loves free stuff. So <laughs> that's how that's kind of my hook. And then basically, I go over the products that we have to offer and what we do as an organization and say, to get this free stuff, just fill out a five-minute survey. And then they fill out the five-minute survey. Uh, I go over the survey with them and hit a few missed points 
that they do uh, that they missed. And after that, we uh, go ahead and give them their free stuff with a bunch of information and contact uh, information if they are set in suicidal crisis. Okay, what type of questions do you ask? I mean, some people might be threatened by some of that. Uh, yeah, so that actually happens a lot. Some of the questions that we ask are, uh, do you have firearms in your home? Do you lock up medications over a one-week supply? Uh, do have you ever held on to a firearm for somebody if that if they were in suicidal crisis? So it's kind of a you know it's a rough interview to get through. Um, yeah. It's usually just used to like correct statistically and get rid of some myths about suicide. Yeah, I think a lot of times just talking about things like that opens it up to other conversations and um, you know releases the energy off of it, if you will, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that you can actually have a decent conversation with someone and and um, and look at it um, in a different way <laughs> than yes. they would be thinking. I know sometimes, well, obviously education just opens that up for everybody. So um, can you uh, please provide again how people can get a hold of you for the, that service? Uh, yes. So we, again, I don't do the telesafer. Um, that's Erica's realm, but I go to in-person gun shows, uh, ranges, retailers. I'm on the road constantly. So uh, there's usually a schedule out. We don't have one posted on our website, unfortunately. Okay. But I think Erica does have a uh, telesafer link where that is all done over the phone and done over the internet, and then it'll be shipped right to your door. Okay. Do you want to share that, Erica? Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a long link. Um, I think <laughs> Um, we can post it somewhere, but it's HTTPS um, uh, colon backslash backslash red cap, like a red hat um, dot link slash safer homes. Okay. And then I also have a link for the safer home coalition. Is that one we can share as well? Yes, that's our main um, website. We're working on updating it. So it's a little funky right now. Um, okay. But <laughs> Good. So I'll, I'll go ahead and read that one out for you, if that's okay. It's https colon backslash backslash saferhomescoalition.org backslash. So people can access those websites. That'll be great. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, can you talk more about your um, role, Erica? Yeah, so I run the Telesafer program. So the same thing that we do in person, people fill out the survey. Um, in this case, I would just call to talk to them instead of having the conversation in person. Um, and then our partners out at Safe and Vault Store in Spokane, we have them ship everything directly to the home. So the the survey can, in the beginning, it feels kind of like a test. We ask about suicide statistics um, and things. Uh, one of the things most people are surprised by are those statistics. So the most common um, fatal firearm injury is suicide far and away. It's um, three quarters of firearm deaths in the state of Washington are suicides. It's about two thirds um, countrywide. So a lot bigger of a problem than people realize. Mm -hmm. um, so we talk about that and we talk about the myth of inevitability basically. So talking about suicide isn't gonna cause somebody to think about it. First of all, it's always best to ask directly if you feel like somebody is in crisis. Um, and then if somebody survives a first attempt, um, about 90% of those people do not die by suicide later. So if you do survive, your long-term survival rate is, it looks good. Um, so, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because firearms are the most lethal 
means of, of suicide attempt, we encourage you know everybody to lock them and transfer them if you can, which we can talk about more in more detail in a, in a minute. Um, and then medications are the most commonly used uh, attempt. So less fatal, um, but still not harmless um, and can, we definitely don't want people to attempt at all if we can prevent it. So just taking away the means of attempt um, is a great way to do that. Um, and then we talk about something that's called method substitution. So if somebody is in suicidal crisis and they are going to get their firearm um, to inflict harm on themselves, if that firearm's not there or not available to them, it's pretty unlikely that they're going to switch methods and and grab the medication or some other means. I think that that time that it takes to find out that the gun's not available is kind of gets you back into your rational way of thinking rather than that suicidal mindset. So Yeah, no, that's very um, informative. So that's good to know. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times people get stuck in those frequencies, right, of that thought process. And then if they switch frequencies, they're not there anymore. So that's good input. So you're listening to True Health with Kassara Deline on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Stay tuned and we'll be right back with more information from Zach and Erica from the Forefront Suicide Prevention Organization from the University of Washington. Lift Your Spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Are you in need of some self-rejuvenation? Give yourself the gift of relaxation and better health. The Energy Genesis is a safe 360-degree healing chamber that uses a pleasant combination of light and sound frequencies to create a resonance of peace and tranquility. Within minutes, your body eases into a deep state of rest and begins to gently heal and reconnect. To learn more about Energy Genesis therapy and all of its benefits, visit their website at tanyaswan.com. Hello, my name is Sharon Maureen, the owner of Twin Peaks Nutrition and Wellness in North Bend, Washington. I am a life coach, mentor, and I am the creatrix of the Solation System, looking at nutrition, offering tools, techniques, and routines to help women thrive through challenges and change. I offer decades of expertise as an herbalist, fitness coach, and health enthusiast. I can customize a program uniquely for you, expanding your inner strength, wisdom, and resiliency through small, daily commitments to yourself. Reach out to me today at SharonMarine.com. Lift your spirits at Bayview Healing Suites on beautiful Whidbey Island. Bayview Healing Suites offers treatments in beauty, health, and wellness, and is located at Bayview Corner, open seven days a week. Sonia Sushigani offers acupuncture and traditional Eastern herbal medicine that restores balance within your body, mind, and spirit. You can reach out to her to book your wellness and self-care session at goldenearthhealingarts.com. Take some time for yourself to relax at Bayview Healing Suites in Bayview Corner. You found us. 
Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to True Health with Kassara Deline on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Today, we're talking with Zach and Erica from the Forefront Suicide Prevention Organization from the University of Washington. So let's talk about guns. So I'm a gun owner, and I try to do my best as be a responsible gun owner. I always lock up my gun. And when I, like when I go to the range and I come back home, I always make sure that I don't want to leave it in my car. I always try to come back home, put it back in my safe make sure it's safe if I'm not carrying it for anything. And um, so, uh, Zach, I was hoping you could talk about what safe storage looks like for a gun. So safe storage essentially looks like that all firearms are locked up, including self-defense firearms. Uh, Now, uh, you're kind of redetermining what the term safe means. So if you own a firearm for the purposes of self-defense and you're going to remove the magazine, store that separately, it kind of defeats the purpose. So in a... Defense mindset, safe means having a loaded firearm available to defend yourself and your family. However, that firearm can still be stored in a safe or by your bedside or something like that. Uh, So safe storage would be removal or uh, lockup of all firearms, including self-defense firearms. And I know that, um, you know, especially around the holidays, there's a lot of family members and things like that. They might not be familiar with guns. So having that locked up. Um, so that it's not um, accessible to people that aren't familiar with it is obviously a good idea or have it on your person if you're carrying it right. Yes, uh, that's a very, very good point. Uh, We always liken it to when I was a little kid, I always knew where my parents hid the Christmas presents. Your kids (laughs) are going to find it. So So they're definitely going to find it. You need to lock it all up, but you can't put it on a high cabinet somewhere. You know, they're going to climb up there. You know, they're they're exploratory. They're going to find it. So especially if you have guests over or you just want to, create a, a, an access point that is not not available to them. So essentially you need to have all your firearms locked up or removed from the home and uh, temporarily transferred to a safer location. Okay, and then um, I have a note here to ask you um, to explain the recommendations uh, in Washington for individuals in mental health crisis to temporary right. transfer firearms to someone else as part of Yes, so that that is actually Washington state law. So if you're undergoing suicidal crisis, like if I say, hey, uh, I'm undergoing a suicidal crisis, Erica, will you hold on to my guns for me? She can do that as long as that transfer is temporary and she does not use them. And that temporary is kind of a vague area. You do not have to go through an FFL, what's called a federal firearms licensed dealer, which if you want to sell a gun to somebody, you usually do have to. So that is uh, Washington state legislation that under suicidal crisis, you do not need to go through an FFL to transfer. So if you're feeling that way and you want to share your guns with a family member or someone else so that it's out of harm's way, you don't have to, you just do that. You don't have to call anybody or make any, fill out any paperwork or anything, right? Yeah, no, that's a, that's exactly right. And I actually do have a story about that. So my friend uh, down in Auburn, um, he was undergoing something and his wife called me and she's just like, hey, he's, he's feeling really bad. I'm still holding on to his guns. It's been like three years now. But temporary transfers are still legal as long as I don't use them or touch them. So um, I'm hoping that one day he gets better enough that he can get back into the shooting sports. But for now, I'm holding on to him. Okay, great. That's great to know. And then um, what what would you say to a firearm owner when you're trying to persuade them that they should lock up their firearms? Because I know some people 
may feel like they don't want to do that for some reason. I just, yeah, I totally understand that. I would say basically approach it from their mindset. Basically you've practiced to be good at shooting. You practice to be good at hunting self-defense. You should have a plan for your own suicidal crisis or a suicidal crisis of somebody else. Um, the most shocking statistic to most gun owners is 76% of gun deaths in the state of Washington are uh, suicides. So usually that yeah, hook, line, and sinkerism right there. So that's kind of how I approach it is like, hey, you're already awesome. Let me help you be awesomer. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, you, you have plans for fire. You have plans for all these other things, right? If they happen in your home and having a plan for this is also very important, especially around um, uh, a family. So um, what other tips do you have for staying safe for yourself and for others? That you can share maybe erica has some well one of the things we hear a lot is if somebody locks up their self-defense firearm then it's not available to them and that creates some stress um so we do also talk about you know you're practicing going to the range you're practicing your target shooting um practice opening and closing the safe too so that you still have that that muscle memory if god forbid there is a crisis um in your home where you need your your firearm to practice those as well and just get good at unlocking it quickly um, but keep it locked because it is safer when it's locked um, another thing um, that we hear is people who have children and they say well my kids are familiar with guns they're taught how to use them they know how to use them safely which is wonderful if you're having if you have guns in your home your children should absolutely know how to handle them safely but you don't know what their friends know and you don't know you know who necessarily your teenage kids are bringing into the house at all times you know kids are sneaky so you want to make sure no. that, that those kids don't have access either yeah no you're very you're very right i know i had um I had someone watch my place when i was on vacation and uh um you know she had a key to my house so she could come watch uh, my animals and take care of everything and uh i have a camera of course so that we can see everything <laughs> And she brought her friends over. I had no idea they were coming. So, but I have, of course, everything locked up so nobody can see anything. But yeah, you don't know. You don't know. And if you're not there, you know, what's happening. So that's a really good point. Uh, Zach, do you have any other tips you can share? Yeah, so a lot of people do get connected with their firearms. I mean, it is kind of like a family heirloom. Uh, there's options of other the available to actually have the physical device. You can give away the keys to your safe. As long as you still have possession of that firearm, you can go ahead and change the combination to your, uh, to your safe, have somebody else change it for you. Uh, removing the firing pin is another big one. Actually, um, and I'm not familiar if you guys are if, with uh, Sergeant Dakota Meyer, but somebody actually did that for him. Uh, he uh, was awarded the Medal of Honor for heroic, uh, heroic acts, and he came home, was struggling with depression. And somebody noticed, so they took his firearm and removed the firing pin. And in his book, Into the Fire, he actually talks about trying to uh, die by suicide and somebody went ahead and took his firing so that's another option if you're actually physically attached to the ob object yeah kind of like pulling the parts of your car right you can't go anywhere can't do exactly. anything it's not there <laughs> so they still have their gun but they're just missing the uh, significant piece of that <laughs> yes that's a good idea taking the keys away when you're when you've been drinking kind that's of thing right. like you yeah. keep your car that's still yours and drink all you want relatively um and then we'll hold on to the keys so that you can't do anything stupid right 
Okay, and Erica, can you please remind the listeners how they can uh, get a hold of your services, please? Yeah, so the link is a little bit long. Um, <laughs> HTTPS colon backslash backslash redcap, R-E-D-C-A-P dot link backslash safer homes, S-A-F-E-R-H-O-M-E-S. Great, and I'm going to list this other one too for people. It's HTTPS colon backslash backslash saferhomescoalition.org backslash. And Zach, how can people get a hold of you again for your uh, external events? For the external events, we usually have them posted. We kind of just show up at gun shows. We'll be there. Um, okay. If you're if you're requesting an event, please, please email me and uh, we'll set something up. Um, we, again, we're at ranges, retailers, gun shows, veteran events, community events. Uh, we did Woodenville Chamber of Commerce, their, um, their summer series. We're there for all three days. It was pretty hot, but it was a pretty, a pretty good event uh, to reach the community. So, That's great. So if someone has a organization like a Chamber of Commerce or um, other type of event where they want to uh, have you come, that's a free service that you offer? Yes, uh, just as long as uh, we can get the, the booth space, yeah. Great. That's wonderful. That's an important service, I think. Okay. Great. Um, let's see. What else did I want to ask you? What, do you, what recommendations do you have for someone that is uh, considering suicide? Erica, do you have? Yeah, so if you yourself are considering suicide, um, we always recommend reaching out for help. So calling 988, ca calling a family member or friend, just anyone you can talk to um, about that. And then if you have uh, medications, just if they're like things like ibuprofen, um, Tylenol, that sort of thing, just sort of getting rid of them um, or holding on to just a couple of pills. Uh, in one of those little planners, like a week week supply planner thing. Um, and if there are things you have to take every day, um, antidepressants, pain medications, those things, um, to have somebody else dispense them for you either daily, if that's available, or to have that one week um, supply and have somebody else hold on to the rest of them, or even going to the pharmacy once a week and only getting a week supply at a time. Um, just anything mm -hmm. to to keep them restricted, not, not in your access. You can't feel bad one night and take the whole bottle. So taking away that option right. together. Um, and then the same thing with, with firearms to transfer them if you can. Um, and if you can't, like we were talking about removing firing pins or changing combinations or giving away keys. Um, but the main thing is just asking for help. It's okay to not be okay. These feelings are common. Um, a lot of people have them at some point in their lives. Uh, most of us know someone who has attempted suicide or died by suicide or, you know, had counseling because of it, because of suicidal thoughts. Um, so just recognizing that it's very common to have these feelings, but they're not normal feelings. They're not healthy feelings, right? And you need to take care of them. If you're knee hurts every time you walk you're not just going to keep walking on it forever right you're going to go to the doctor you're going to get that fixed it's the same thing if your brain is telling you to end your life go get that fixed you know go go talk to somebody about it yeah it's um you know we talk on this show a lot about people having illnesses and um and to try to show them all the different options that there are that you know they can go to doctors, they can go see a naturopath, they can go to an acupuncturist, they can look at the underlying emotion caused from the knee pain, for example, 
we try to show people a lot of different um, ways to solve that problem, that they don't have to live with that. And, uh, and they don't have to live with depression either. There are a lot of uh, solutions out there now for people and uh, getting, you know, finding somebody to talk to can be challenging sometimes, but you can call 988 from any phone, correct? Yeah. Cell phone, any phone. Is there an online 988 too, or do they just need to call? I, I do not know the answer to that. Um, I can check during our next uh, break to find out. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And you can just some people might be online and looking for resources there. So absolutely. Um, okay. Great. Uh, what if you have a friend or a family member who's um, in a mental health crisis? What do you recommend um, for that, Erica? Uh, asking them directly. Um, don't like, oh, you're feeling, you look a little sad or is everything okay? Just, hey, I've noticed you've been different lately. Have you been thinking of harming yourself or attempting suicide? Um, you're not going to cause that person to start thinking about it if they weren't already. Just ask directly. Um, and then have them get the help they need. If you need, need to call 988 with them, you know, that's an option as well. We do recommend if you're with someone and you're calling 988 that you use their phone. Um, so that if they get disconnected and they need to call back, they're calling the right person. The right person. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, I think, oh, sorry. Then, I was just going to say, I think it's hard to have that conversation with people sometimes, you know, some people say, oh, are you okay? And people are just like, oh yeah. <laughs> but I think the fact that you pointed out, hey, you know, I'm noticing differences. I see something different in you. Um, how can I help? You know, is different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then offering to hold on to those things for them if you if you can if you're available if you're nearby um hey i know you take pain medications every day is it okay if i hold on to those medications for you and i'll bring them to you um or let me hold on to your firearms for you whenever you're feeling better we we can work out a plan for you to get those back um and the temporary transfers are always better than sort of what, what are called red flag laws or um, proposed emergency transfers um, because that's not on your terms anymore. So talking to people about the temporary transfers and saying, if you give these to me willingly right now, temporarily, you can get them back on our terms that we agree to right now. If the government gets involved to take those away from you, um, if you're in imminent danger, then you have to go on their terms to get them back. Um, so it's a lot more difficult and you don't know where they are. And like Zach was saying earlier, if you have family heirloom guns that are important to you, you want to make sure that you're still in control of those, even if you're not the one holding on to them at that time. Well, and that can be hard too with medication as well, right? If, I mean, if you're having pain and things like that, if you're not, don't have access to what you need, at least in the right dosage, yeah. then that can be, that can be not, not a good thing either. So you know, we all have hopefully friends that can help us or family members that can help us. Um, or you can reach out to 988, as Erica mentioned, to uh, get additional help on that. Great. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, is there any other stories you can share, Zach, that um, would be useful for listeners to hear? Uh, not off the top of my head. Actually, I played hockey with a, uh, a young gentleman, uh, way back when, and 
his dad was a police officer. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't store his firearm properly, and the two kids got it. They were playing with it, and his own friend uh, negligently shot his own son. He's unparalyzed. So it's it's very very imperative if you have a firearm in your house and you have you know teen boys, teen girls, whatever. You need to lock those up. Um, so that was a that was a huge strike to our team. That was a huge strike to the community. Uh, so don't let that happen to your own community. Yeah. I know. I always ask myself, you know, what, what would happen if, <laughs> right? What would happen if some got a hold of this? And then I, I'm like, okay, well, that could be bad. So I'm going to immediately lock it up or take care of it or whatever. So you're listening to True Health with Gassard Lean on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more information from Zach and Erica from the Forefront Suicide Prevention Organization from the University of Washington. So are you ready to have a major breakthrough in your life? Marla Williams, a certified life coach and TLT practitioner, transforms lives, moving her clients from apathy to happiness, from stress to balance, from uncertainty to total confidence and more. Marla will help you identify the one breakthrough point you can change to live life in more harmony with your true self. It is life-changing. Sign up for a complimentary session at marlawilliams.net and experience the magic of moving from stuckness into a life you love. Parenting can be a paradox. The longer you're a parent, the better you get. But connecting with your child can get harder and harder. My name is Jeff Falzone. As a father, I've personally experienced this challenge myself. After working as a therapist for 20 years, I've developed an exciting approach to parenting that will transform how you connect with your child. I'd love to talk to you about it. Read about my approach and contact me for a free consultation at jefffalzonecoaching.com. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kassara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com that's truhealth.com and schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to True Health by Kassara on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And we're talking with Zach and Erica from the Forefront Suicide Prevention Organization from the University of Washington. And let's see, Zach, I know that you're, uh, uh, you offer trainings. Can you tell us a little bit about the trainings that your organization offers? Absolutely. So we actually have three uh, trainings that uh, I actually worked on. So first off, we have the firearm safety webinar. Uh, it's hosted virtually so you can join. It's also compliant with Washington state law in order to buy a, a long gun or a rifle. 
it basically goes over the four uh, four rules of firearm safety. It goes over um, how this affects your community. It goes over, and then it goes over suicide. Um, and it's all mandated by the uh, VA, or sorry, the D district attorney. So we offer that uh, about quarterly, and you can find that on our web website at saferhomescoalition.org. Uh, we also offer online training for firearms industry uh, retailer training and in-person. So the firearms industry retailer training online is working. You can go ahead and click through that. This is basically a gatekeeper training for firearms retailers and ranges to recognize the signs and symptoms of suicide because there's an unfortunate thing that happens within the uh, firearms community, especially ranges and retailers. Uh, they come in, they rent a gun because they're pretending they buy them, and then they go die by suicide in the range. It's happened way too many times. So this is something that a lot of ranges have instituted that you need to have a person with you or have your own firearm with you in order to rent a firearm. So it kind of goes over that. And then last but not least, we have uh, targeted interventions that's uh, worked on by Dr. Jeffrey Sung and Brett Bass, which is the program manager for Safer Home Suicide Aware. It's actually a cultural competency training for act clinicians to talk to the firearms community about locking their firearms up. Um, basically be helping them become a trusted messenger because if I use the wrong vernacular or the wrong verbiage, it's kind of like, oh, he doesn't really know what he's talking about. They kind of blow him off. So that's uh, three of the uh, projects that I've been working on. Great. I noticed they have trainings on that website for pharmacies, for behavioral health and community mem members and medical providers as well. Yes. There's a lot of, and, and is that all free training? I do believe some of them uh, cost a mission. I know targeted interventions does, uh, and that's hosted usually by request uh, through Dr. Song. Okay. And it looks like they have all kinds of trainings out there. So that's definitely a resource that people would benefit from. And there's all kinds of uh, videos and um, resources out there for people. We also found out that you can type 988 on the uh, website. You want to talk about that, Erica? Oh, yes. If you just Google 988, if you're in crisis and don't have a phone on you and you have a computer, um, there's a chat feature on there. So you just fill out some information and you just directly chat with a live person. Um, that's, a, that's a nice resource. People might, people might find that less threatening sometimes to chat versus talk to somebody. Yeah, that's why it's great they have the text line as well. Um, sometimes you you either don't want to talk or you're you can't form words because you're crying too hard or whatever is going on. Or there's other people around you don't want them to know and you can't get back them. If you're in college and have a roommate, you can just you know text um, text that as well. Um, and they do have. I know when you call, if you press one, you get the um, veteran specific line. I'm not sure how you do that uh, via text. If you just tell them you're a veteran, they'll probably be able to connect you. Um, and you get a little more specific support around um, veteran uh, issues and specific crises. Okay, that's great. And going back to the trainings, um, what type of things do you teach in the training classes, uh, Zach? So they're all, they're all kind of different. So the firearm safety webinar is basically specifically geared towards uh, firearms owners. And um, we talk about, again, four rules of firearm safety, basically how to be a good, a taboo professional, a taboo industry. I'm sorry, a professional, a taboo industry. Basically how to be a part of your community instead of a part of community because nobody wants to be that weird gun guy. So we talk <laughs> about that a little bit. 
uh, we talk about suicide and then we talk about where we found all of this stuff from. We found the sources from all the four rules of fire, uh, firearm safety from Colonel Jeff Cooper and how they were established and how it's more of a cultural cultural thing. And basically it's just promoting uh, all of the, um, how do I say this? The, the values of the community. So you have, to show, you have to promote your values, which is protection, freedom, community, um, and uh, safety. So you just, we kind of go through that with a values mindset. Uh, the firearms industry retailer training is just a straight up gatekeeper training. It kind of copies what Forefront offers. It's a learn training. So going in there, recognizing signs and symptoms, being able to empathize, uh, and then you know removing the danger, denying sales. Um, for example, uh, down at Bear Arms in Kent, there was a famous Seahawks player that was denied sale because he was in crisis. So that was that was very interesting. That was a huge win. Um, and then targeted interventions again. It's just trying to get people aware that firearms community is a culture. It really is. It's a community. So targeted interventions aims for clinicians to be able to speak to gun owners about properly storing and locking their firearms. You talked about the four rules. Yeah. So can you share, can you share those? Yeah, not a problem. So the first rule of firearm safety is treat every single firearm as if it were loaded. All right, it's basically a mindset establishing principle. The second one is essentially never let your muzzle cover anything you do not want to destroy. All right, uh, you don't want to point at anything you do not intend to shoot. All right, and then number three, keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on target and you're ready to fire. And then number four is be aware of your target, what's beyond it and around it. All right, that's basically the four rules. And in order to have an act of negligence in firearms, you need to break all four rules. All right, so in the case of suicide, you're breaking all four rules of uh, firearm safety. Yeah. That's kind of how that training is geared. Right. And Erica, oh, go ahead. Oh, I think it's it's worth noting that um, in the 70s, when those rules were sort of established and started to become uh, accepted by the community, and it was accepted that negligence and accidents can be prevented if we follow these, um, accidental firearm incidents went down significantly. Um, and so we want people to apply all these things to suicide in hopes that we can get that down. Um, as well, if you think about it the same way, it's a firearm safety issue. We can prevent um, firearm suicide deaths. That's great. Yeah, no, people can uh, hopefully remember those. That's a good, I think that's a good uh, reminder. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so you had a story you wanted to share, Erica, with us? Yeah, um, another temporary transfer story. Um, I had a friend who was, uh, he was going through a divorce um, in a custody battle um, with his wife. He also had some medication changes um, that didn't go as planned um, and he was not doing well at all. Um, so he called me, he asked what the crisis line number was. I gave him that. Um, and then he called me again and said, can you come pick up my guns? Uh, so absolutely drove down to his house. I still have them locked in my in my spare room here. I've moved with them, <laughs> switched uh, locations. They came with me. Um, they're still just waiting for him to, to feel like he can have them again. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to hold on to them for as long as, as long as he needs, um, needs that. Um, I think we want to talk a little bit about just times uh, when people are more likely to be in crisis. So during 
big life events, um, divorces, um, death in the family, loss of a job, uh, returning from deployment or um, transitioning out of the military back into civilian life. All of those transition periods can be really difficult uh, for people to, to adjust to those changes in a healthy way. Yeah, there's that list, I can't remember what it's called, of the top 10 life changes, right? Divorce, babies being born, uh, job loss, um, a death in the family, things like that. Yeah. Those are very stressful for people. And there are resources out there like the 988 to help um, or just talking with a therapist or talking with, uh, if you're in school, maybe you talk to a school counselor or a friend or family member. um, And hopefully you have a safe place where you can do that and share what you're feeling so that you can work through that. Because I find that when I helped people and even for my own personal health, I find that the solutions to our problems are always on the other side of that. If we can just get through that, that uh, muck and get to the other side, the solution is always on the other side. And, but when you're stuck in it, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then you are going to talk about uh, Zach, people coming back from uh, overseas uh, veterans. Yeah, uh, I could talk about that very quickly. Um, just like what Erica said, uh, this goes kind of in the defensive mindset. So don't mind me, I'm going to go firearms instructor on you. I always say basically when you're most vulnerable is your points of transition. So like when you're going from your house to your car, you're the most vulnerable. When you're going from your car to your job, you're the most vulnerable. When you're going back home and those routes between two points, you're the most vulnerable. So it's no different than suicidal crisis. So veterans coming back or, you know, reservists not seeing their friends for a while, you're removed from that community, right? And when you get that loss of community, it's a transition. You go from military life back to civilian life. And that's a huge transition. And a lot of people have to do that a lot and do it over and over and over again. So that point of friction, that transition in life is very, very tough. Just like, you know, loss of job, divorce, money problems, you know, everything like that. Uh, So it's very, very important to veterans to reach out to each other, you know, join a veteran support group. Uh, I do want to plug Mission Continues. Mission Continues is a great, great organization to get a part of. It's essentially, um, you know, Peace Corps, but with just all veterans. They get together and they accomplish a task, you know, build a house, build a playground, stuff like that. So join a community, be a part of it. Don't be apart from your community. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I know, um, uh, you know, I've I've been through depression myself in the past many times, and um, every time I've gotten to that point, or if I've lost a job or whatever I was doing at the time, I have tried to go and uh, donate my time somewhere. I uh, deaf center I went to and helped did some programmings for them. I've helped at the food bank, and I find that when I get out and I can give back, um, it changes my perspective on things. And I think a lot of people notice that. So I think that's very valuable information. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I also think that, um, you know, people a lot of times sell themselves short and they don't, uh, don't realize how strong they really are. I mean, they got to this point, they're holding on to all this energy, all this negative energy, if you will, or this frequency that's making them feel down. They're holding on to that. That takes a lot of strength in and of itself and, um, getting through that, you know, being able to disperse it and, um, move through it is, um, is, is very challenging, but I think a lot of people can get there if they just allow themselves to and find that um, strength within them to do that. So, um, you know, the, the message I think that we hear on social media is like, don't make a permanent decision from a temporary problem, right? 
and um, I think a lot of um, solutions come out of temporary problems, right? That's how we solve a lot of things. And uh, if people can somehow shift that perspective and shift that energy or that uh, frequency to look at it a different way and use it as fuel to help them get to those other choices in their life, um, it can be very valuable. And it's um, sad that we've missed out on all the people that didn't make that choice, you know, so. Okay, great. Let's see. Um, any other uh, things you want to leave listeners with, Erica? Um, I was just thinking when you were when you were talking there about you know getting through everything. When you're in a a crisis like that, thinking about the future really just boils down to tomorrow, and making it that one that one day or that one hour, um, and just doing that over and over again. You're not thinking like what am I going to do in 10 years? You know, when you're sitting in a job interview, what's your five-year plan? Um, <laughs> it's not that at all. It's just like, what's your plan right now to get through today? Yes. Um, and just doing that again and again um, to get through. And eventually it will get a little easier um, as time goes on and you'll get stronger. And, and yeah. you, you talk to a lot of people, um, a lot of families that are affected by this, Erica, or are you reach mostly the people that are uh, thinking about it? Um, yeah, we do mostly the, um, not even necessarily people who are thinking about it, but just in case you do end up thinking about it, you know, here are the tools to keep yourself safe, um, you know, even before the crisis. Uh, we do have uh, people in our organization that do a little bit more of that. Um, we have a, a forefront in schools, program um they go to schools and talk to talk to them we have um another training department that does more um trainings with more uh not focused around uh, lethal means safety but just around suicide prevention um in general um so i don't directly um we do have a couple people who do things closer to that um and then dr jeff sung who we work closely with um used to have a practice where he would talk to people for, or used to work at, um, I'm not sure if he had his own practice or not, but uh, worked with people directly. So a lot of our knowledge and things come from from him and his experience um, with people who have been, been suffering or have suffered loss. So, and again, that Safer Homes uh, Suicide Aware, that saferhomescoalition.org, there's a website there with uh, resources, um, there's help for veterans, there's videos, there's trainings, uh, there's a lot of information out there for people to access. And then the other uh, website uh, for the free information or free um, uh, tools that you provide. The, you wanna talk about that again, um, Zach, the lockboxes and- Yeah, absolutely. So we provide a handgun lockbox that will uh, fit just a, a defensive, a full-size defensive style pistol, like a Glock 17 or something like that. Uh, we also provide chamber locks, so it goes inside the chamber of a rifle. It's also a quick access. We thought about this from like the self-defense mindset of, I need my firearm, I need it now. It's kind of like, I need my fire extinguisher, I need it now. I don't need to rotate a dial. Right. Right. <laughs> so uh, we have a quick access uh, chamber lock, but it's completely safe. And these are actually all approved locking devices. And we go over this in the firearm safety webinar, is not like the cable locks that they give out when they sell guns. Those are really not effective. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure you can snip those with a pair of gardening shears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then trigger locks on some platforms, you can still fire the weapon. Uh, the ones that we provide are all 
all encompassing. They're actually proven to, to work. So trigger locks, no good. Cable locks, no good. There's all, multiple other options out there. Again, that's on the firearm safety webinar. Uh, so yeah, that's what we provide. Medication lock boxes is it's just what Erica said. It's just a lunch box with a dial combination on it. Super easy. And then we have medication disposal kits and they, uh, are very easy. We do not recommend dumping your medication down the toilet. Uh, one, because it can get in the water table. And then, uh, two, the other grosser part is some people sift through it for medication. Uh, so we don't recommend that. Basically it's very easy. You tear open the pouch. You dump in your medication, you shake it up a little bit, and then you throw it in the garbage. That oh, way it's awesome. properly disposed of. Yes. So we provide okay. all of those. Um, so. And those are all free? All free. Great. And that's at the redcap.link uh, forward slash uh, safer home, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, if and I just so you know, I was trying to do this and it didn't work on one of my browsers. So if it doesn't work on one of your browsers, just try another browser because <laughs> it seems to work. And then it brings up a little survey so you can fill that out and you'll get those uh, free uh, devices sent to you. Or you can uh, go to one of your events that, that you have around the state. Right. Great. Well, I wanted to thank you both so much for being on my show. Um, you know, being depressed and being in pain is horrible. Uh, please reach out for help to the organization mentioned here, call 988. There's local hospitals, there's school counselors or other first responders. I know any of those, if you see a fire station, you can always just pull into the fire station and talk to somebody. I'm sure they'll be willing to talk to you or get you to the resources you need to. Uh, thank you so much to Zach and Erica for joining me today. Um, so again, that's um, saferhomescoalition.org and redcap.link forward slash saferhomes. You're listening to True Health by Kassara on Lift Your Spirits Radio. This is Kassara, and you can reach me at True Health. That's T-R-U-Health.com. Thank you so much for joining us this month, and we hope to see you again next month and leaving you with more music from my son, musician Dean Foster. Suddenly, time has passed. It's gone by too fast. Who'd have guessed that we'd end up here? There's a voice inside my head that recites the things you always said. There's so many things I never said to you. Softly now, don't say a word.
your smiles and golden eyes lay waste to the darkest times i swear it's true It's all worthwhile to me. It's all worthwhile.